Welcome to The Workbench, where each week we take the time and make the space to build and create in our lives. I'm your host, Christina Aw, and I'm a writer, coach, and human resources professional with a deep interest in helping you find clarity, overcome obstacles, plan, and take action on your big dreams and goals. By doing this and sharing the journey, we can build and create, and we can inspire others to do the same. So let's get to it. Today's episode is a return visit from the fabulous Joan Kling. Joan is a coach and leader with a huge heart and deep well of wisdom and courage. She's recently returned to San Diego after spending three years in the Bay Area. We cover a lot of topics today, including our shared birthday, an interest in coaching, her journey in pursuing a new career, a framework for growth that she's developed, the importance of keeping eyes on self, some of the tools she uses for her clients in her own development, and a great story about luck and preparation intersecting in her life. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the resources at christinaaw.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, how are you? You know, I'm feeling good. I got up early and I went for a walk on the beach and I went for a dip, a quick dip in the ocean. I was out of there probably by 8.30. And, um, anyway, I'm, I, I was tired earlier, so now I seem to be okay. Yeah. And I definitely need, now I def, and I definitely need to do something with this hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so hot. I just constantly pull it back and then it just does what it wants to do, which doesn't always look fantastic. Well, you know, it's so hot right now. I don't know what it's like down by you, but it's like 106 right now by us. Ridiculous. Let ridiculous. Say, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I am psyched to have you back on the show. We are recording, and, you know, we did a session one um, close to a year ago now, I think, and I, you were still living up in the Bay Area at the time, right. and so, yeah, I want to just catch up with you and find out, you know, you're, you're back down in the San Diego area, I want to hear about the transition, want to hear about what you're up to, and, and then, you know, if there's any any thoughts or wisdom or advice you have based on your own experiences over the last um, year, two or three in making the transition into being a coach, I think that would be a great thing for, for our audience to hear and, and understand. Um, I'm going to ask you about a couple tools that you might have developed if you want to share those. And then um, towards the end, you can start thinking about this now. If there's a song you would include in a workbench playlist, I would love to hear that. So um yeah, okay. tell me a little bit about about your uh, transition back down here. We'll start with that. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. It is just so much fun. You and so I have much fun. Yeah. we have so much fun together. We just, you know, we have so many things in common, and um, including our birthday, which is coming up soon, everyone. So send yep. us presents. Yeah, send um, us presents. <laughs> 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 for sure. It depends upon when you air this, I guess. I guess I'll have to air it in advance of our birthday. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, if we don't mention what the date is, no one will know and they'll just send them. Tons. I'm sure tons. tons anyway, anyway, anyway. You know, it's weird. I've been thinking back on my life. I've been on a couple link I've been on three LinkedIn lives and I've been just kind of thinking about how did I get where I am and and it really comes down to Pain and suffering. Like, yeah, that's quite the catalyst. It can be. 
And um, I believe that pain is the touchstone of growth, especially spiritual growth. Like, okay, now what I'm like going inside right. and finding what am I really meant to do? What am I called to do? What can I put up with? What, I, what can I not put up with? And so um, when we talked before, I think I was still working. You were still working. Yeah, I think you were still in that contract position. And I, yeah. think, it was, um, I think you were most of the way through that. Is that right? Yeah, my contract ended. The contract ended. And they made the position a full-time position. And they didn't give it to me after I had been in it for three years. I had to and, be hard. Uh, oh, my God. It was like I got hit by a bus. I, I could barely function for, for, for a while. Yeah. Um, I, and now I'm hearing this from other coach uh, clients, like one woman that just hired me to coach her. She's like, I know I did something, but no one will tell me what it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think you understand being in the HR area, everyone is so afraid of lawsuits and stuff, but so many employees want to just like, can you just tell me? It's so, so hard to give feedback when you're sitting in that HR role or in a, a leadership role like that, because you are worried about that. Mm -hmm. It is true. And it's and really so, unfortunate because there's no way to grow if you don't get the real feedback. Uh, it, right. It's really, really hard to, to mm -hmm. not provide feedback um, mm -hmm. to someone you know who could benefit from it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that can, be, that can be quite frustrating. And it seems to be prevalent. And so I kind of help people figure out what now that you have discovered that what what do you want to do about it because most people you know i only really know the united states but i would say most people in the world just can't really go okay i'm not i'm going to quit so let's strategize about when you're going to quit or if you're going to quit or i tell people to make your work life much smaller and your outside life much bigger and to set like personal, um, not really goal, well, it could be a goal, but like an adventure or something that you can look forward to, something down the road that you're gonna do. So that you having that job is gonna pay for. So it makes it more um, tolerable. Yeah. I mean, and then I, you know, I teach them some tips and tricks, like not every single, at every single meeting, do you need to um, voice your opinion against the um, management or against the idea that's being proposed? So, like, I'm looking kind of back on my career and um, and especially in that job and still kind of shaking my head on, you know, what happened and why couldn't someone just tell me? And... It usually is my mouth opens up and says something that I shouldn't have said or that someone took offense to or that people, um, you know, they don't want straight truth. And so, so we that's We think we best. want straight truth, but we really Oh, yeah. Don't. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Tell me yeah. the truth. Oh, 
oh, you're doing great. I wouldn't change a thing. And then that's not what they're thinking. I don't even know how we got onto this. It sounds kind of negative. So no, I think um, it's important because I think there's a lot, a lot in here. One, you were, in, you were really disappointed that you didn't get this position. And from my perspective, I think it was actually an opportunity for you to move more deeply into the coaching, which is really seems to be your calling. And you voiced that before and you've, you've kind of, you know, maybe not risen from the ashes, but, but that was a setback at the time. And, and maybe as you go forward, it won't seem as much of a setback as it did at the time. Maybe it will. Um, so I think there's that. I think the feedback element is true. We don't always really want hard truths, but we sometimes need them, which goes back to your point about pain. Um, and we don't really change often unless there's a real incentive to do so. And so, you know, I think it's all kind of related and, and part of the process. Um, how are you feeling now about it? Are you feeling differently than you did at the time or are you still, you know, shaking it off? You know, I would say a little bit of both, but um, even at the time, I knew that power, the powers that be, the powers that were above me and my bosses, like, I don't know what could have been done and um, except, you know, take me aside and say, hey, you know, you really messed up. That was a really big mess up, like irreparable. But um how it makes me feel, you know, I'm just so grateful I got to go through it because, and I can't because of the life, the kind of life I lead, I just can't hold any hatred in, in my heart. It's just not good for me. So I don't really have any bad feelings or hatred against anybody from that job, but I'm glad I went through it because I can help my clients um, get through it because I had a friend who, who wasn't even a client, but a friend. And she said, they're starting to take my duties away from me and they're starting to send me emails all the time. And I'm like, that not, that not good. Yeah. That's, that's not good. If there's, you know, I said, it sure sounds like they're starting to document on you. And she was like, really? Never thought about that. And, you know, I'll be darned. You know, she got, uh, let go a few months later but um, like I so with my experience like I know some of the signs and I was happy I'm happy to pass on what you have to do to survive in a toxic work environment right if you can't leave or how to strategically get your ducks in a row to leave so I was fortunate enough that I had, you know, I'm older. I had already worked 35 years, so I was ready to retire. And um, I had been working on the coaching business and different businesses for the past 10 years or so. And um, so then that did free me into um, just doing it full time. Yeah. And um, yeah, and and and. Am I at the point where I can say that was such a blessing in my life? You know, I don't really think I'm there yet because I still have some deep hurt and I just, yeah. 
or, it's or hurtful. Like an inner- you know, it is hurtful when you put your energy into something and even if it's not the right fit or not, not a permanent situation, or even if everything is peachy from here on out and, and, you know, you never, you never th- are concerned about having to do things you don't like to do again. It, there is a element to our energy that we put into our positions and even when we say we're not our work, a lot of times we we really identify with it. And I think that's really hard to, I think it takes, um, it takes a lot of time to unwind from that. And, and sometimes, you know, the wounds never go away. And I think that's also real. I mean, we, we, there's ways to mitigate all of that, but, but, you know, when you put your energy into something and, and there's an outcome like this, it, it is hurtful. It is hard to recover yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's, and I, and I think we often shy away from, from admitting that or feeling that. And I don't think that's healthy. Um, I don't think we can clean up that inner, inner mess, so to speak, if we don't admit that. Well, you know, it's like a breakup. It's like if you were in a relationship and your partner said, just came in one day and said, yeah, this isn't working. And they're like, wait, what, what happened? Just what? tell me what happened. Why? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. And um, so, so I think the crux of your question was, you know, yes, I can turn, I, I try to turn um, pain and suffering into growth opportunities. And it certainly was one. And um, yeah. I'm just happy that now mm, with my pain, I can help other people go through it. Cause I had, I had heard people it happening to people and I had seen it being done to people. I had worked this, with this woman at another organization. Um, well, mostly I worked in local government at, at um, another city and she wasn't the best manager. She wasn't, but then instead of just having a talk with her, they started taking her duties away from her and giving her less and less responsibilities and kind of shunning her. And she was saying, what did I do? And I didn't even really particularly care for this woman, but as a human being, that's not cool. No. And I think it's so interesting that we have such a hard time having these performance conversations with people Mm -hmm. and, and being consistent with it. It's hard to, for all of our Americanness, straight talk, idealism, in the workplace or in relationships, it becomes really hard to actually help somebody understand what is being seen from outside in a way that's both um, candid and caring. It's really hard. And, you know, so we'll go to extremes, like we'll get really defensive or we'll say something mean because we want to make the point and it's too hard for us to find those good words to both be really, you know, here's the crux of the matter, here's why it matters, and here's what you need, need to do to, to get better. It's really, I just, I just find that is an area in which we fail, like, so spectacularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, um, and so I don't know how, that, how we fix that. But I think, I think it's about getting clear about, you know, I, I think we need to build more humanity into the workplace. You can still be, you know, results oriented and, and, and moving your business forward and, and have some of the humanity and the discussions about performance. And the fact that we don't do it 
is really silly based on, you know, it's our people that get us the results for most of, most of the jobs still. Until AI takes over everything, which it hasn't yet, um, mm -hmm. that's going to be true. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that struck me as we were talking is, you know, culture fit. Like, I think there's some truth to that too. Like it's possible, you know, you spent many years in, in, in this other city that you mentioned and, and had a, had a good run there. And, and so there's, so, so sometimes culture fit is just a reality and, and it's not, um, while you might not have fit in in a certain way and, and people weren't able to talk to you about it, it doesn't, invalidate your previous experience or, or the contributions you'd made in the past. Mm -hmm. And so there might mm -hmm. be an element to culture fit that that was at play. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, sometimes an asset can become a defect. Like I'm very resilient, very tenacious. Um, you know, I'm going to put my head down and get the job done. And um, yeah, I could have, that were signs from day one. Yeah, yeah, there always was, are. There's I, always signs was, from day one. But I, that I, that I did not fit. My, my, my brightness, my optimism, my like, well, let's look at it in a different way. Was not a good fit. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So. Mm -hmm. So tell us what you're up to now. Now I am doing coaching and facilitating and uh, group coaching online. And, um, you know, I just love it. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So um, people hire me to basically get from where they are to where they want to be. And I developed this system called Pies. Did we talk about it in the last one? No, let's talk about that this time, though. Oh, we did it? We I don't did think it? we okay. did, no. Awesome. Okay. Maybe briefly mentioned it, but we can talk about it again. Okay. So um, it stands for P, stands for permission to be great is granted. Mm -hmm. I, I stands for imperfection is encouraged. E stands for eyes on self. And S stands for support system creation. So... Permission to be great is granted in this exact situation that we're talking about. In, if, you're in a situ, if you're in a job where you feel the culture is toxic or you feel that you're, you're not getting recognized and other people are getting promoted and you're not getting promoted, there's so many different scenarios. Um, the permission is for you to look at what you do do well and let's work on that. Let's excel. Before you just walk out the door, let's prepare you to be great so you can get something that you that will fit better with you that you deserve. Um, and so, and just so many times in life we have been told not to do like I've been told this will not come as a surprise to you. Um, uh, you know, settle down. Don't make, don't make such a fuss. Don't be so noisy. Don't make others feel bad. So don't, 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 don't turns into don't be you. Don't be you. Yeah. Don't be you. So people sometimes fight me on the permission. Like I had a guy tell me, you, you know what? When we first started working together, you would say, well, I give you permission to do that. He was like, you don't have to give me permission to do anything. I'm an adult. And then he said, oh, I see what you're saying. Now he came back to me. He said, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just that we all still have children that live inside us. That, you know, little voices that haven't been, that have been abused or unrecognized and, 
they're kind of holding us back. Yeah. And so to give that person that needs permission, that inner voice that needs permission to say, you know, go ahead and do it. Just, just apply for that job. Just, just apply. That's all you're doing. You're just applying. You're not leaving your job. Just I love that. I, I think that is, you know, I see that on your website and I've seen you post that before and it's always resonated so deeply with me, you know, that to allow yourself to be, to be who you are. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So that's P. And I is imperfection is encouraged, which means that you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make lots of mistakes. And, but there, and you just have to get up one more time than you fall down. Sometimes, like, sometimes I seriously think that I might have a tiny touch, tiny, tiny bit of Asperger's because I don't know what else to do but to keep going. Yeah. I think people, what I can say, normal and Art Joan, um, probably would have, like, <laughs> in that no job. There is no normal, by was, the way. <laughs> right, that's, right. That's what my husband Tim says. He's like, there's no normal. I'm, I'm normal. And that's my normal. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. I'm always like that, too. It's true. So what I was starting to say was um, this quote unquote normal person on like probably three days in to that job would have just turned around and drove back to San Diego. But like, I don't like, I have this disconnect of like how difficult, how bad things are, how hard things are. So um, imperfection is encouraged means that, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. Some people now I've heard on a couple of things say, fail fast, learn hard or something like that. Yep. And um, to just like you're saying, look at the silver lining of the mistake. Look at the, um, and then what's coming to mind, which I haven't mentioned before, is like, how is that person treating you? What is the culture at your work when you make a mistake? Are you allowed to make a mistake? So if I make a mistake and, and it's just a, a minor mistake or, or what I call a near miss, you know, you almost did this and that was going to really mess everything up. Okay, well, I didn't. Yeah. So um, how do you want to be treated? Like just to start being observant. Like a client last week, I said, okay, just be observant. Just just observe how people are acting, how people are talking, the words they're using. That's all. Yeah. That's powerful. Um, it's, collect it's like doing research. It's like being mm -hmm. a scientist. It's like, it's it like takes the you out of it or the ego out of it, right? If you can yes, observe, you, yes. can, you, can, you can kind of step back and, and look, look uh, just from a bird's eye view maybe. And, and mm -hmm. co you're collecting data, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And like if you, um, it's like you're having an out-of-body experience. It's like there's another Joan looking at Joan and watching how she's reacting or what she said and what she did. And, and you know, is, does she feel safe? Does she yeah. feel safe at work? Not like I'm going to get beat up, but like, you know. Well, psychological safety like, is huge. Totally, right? Totally. Is that, the, is that the Google experiment that it was called? I think it was called Aristotle or something. They came, they did this ginormous experiment on what makes workplaces safe. I mean, um, productive. And it was mm. psychological safety, psychological safety. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that, that, um, that, and it sounds like this job didn't offer that to you. No, but my current job does. Your current job definitely does. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we did the P, the I, and the E is eyes on self, mm -hmm. which means that they're getting promoted. I'm not getting promoted. They're getting this. I'm not getting this. How come they have, like the last time we talked, how come Christina has a podcast and I don't have a podcast? <laughs> she's, she's more successful than I am. And, and um, just eyes on self. Just worry, work on you let's define your core values are you living by your values what's important to you and to try not to compare yourself we're humans so of course we you know we all have a little bit of envy it's one of the seven deadly sins so we you know we can't help but feel something but let's keep the eye let's keep our eyes on your path and um s support system or or support community creation is um we just weren't meant to do things alone. We were meant to, we're animals that are social. We're meant to be running packs. And so um, whatever problem that you think you're the only one that you have, there's millions of people out there that have it and that yeah. can help you. Yep. And so I help people ask for help. Which is so hard. Um, That's something I've always struggled with personally, and, mm -hmm. and a lot of us do, right? We're supposed to be self. We we feel like we're supposed to be self sufficient, mm -hmm. and I don't think that's real. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any recommendations on how someone, you know, how somebody? Well, I guess let me let me backtrack. So this was a framework that you came up with through your own experience. Pies. Yes. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And then. Is it something that you um, refer back to for your own growth as well as, as others? It's so funny because when you said something earlier, oh, ask for, ask for help. It's so hard. And I was going to say, yeah, like it seems like the universe sends me the, these, the clients that like I'm telling them, I'm, I'm asking them questions and helping them to decide. And the words are just bouncing off the computer screen and right back at, <laughs> right back it's, like, at boom. it's like ricochet, 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 ricochet. Hey, that'd be a good idea if you did that, Joan. <laughs> and um, so <laughs> practice what you preach and all that. Right. So, um, oh my gosh, that's, you know, I'm a seeker. I, I'm just constantly trying to improve myself and look at the world in a different way. And um, so, yeah, so I love it. I'll, I'll even write it down. Joan. Oh, yeah, that's a good one for you, Joan. Yeah, yeah start working on that, Joan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. And then um, I'm in the process. I just started writing a book on my pies. Okay. So I want it to be, as of this moment, because of everything I've read on um, writing a book, is that you start to write the book and then the book writes the book. Mm -hmm. And that you, you don't actually write the book. It just kind of takes, takes over. And um, I want it to be more of a workbook with, like, questions and activities at the end of the chapters. and um, With room for reflection and, and kind of working yeah. through the process. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard this book called The Artist Way. I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Well, it's life-changing. Absolutely life-changing. And I want it to be kind of like that. She takes you through each week. She takes you through exercises and um, things you're supposed to do. And um, 
Yeah. I'll include the link to that in the show notes because I think that would be a great resource for people and something that I'll check out as well. Oh my gosh. And if anybody wants to go through that with me, I I would love to do some group coaching on that. Yeah. The the artist way. But eventually, I think, think, you know, I'm having my first grandchild. So she's due in um, basically any time now. She's due October 10th. Congratulations, by the way. So yeah. So as it gets closer, you know, it could be two weeks early, two weeks late, whatever. But um, thank you. So I don't want to commit to too, too much right now till I see how much I, they want me to and be involved in the baby. They don't need my help. I can, I can commit to things. But right. I want to do, I want to do a, um, the artist way, like group mm-hmm. coaching of some sort. And I, I just did start some group coaching that is Tuesday nights in September, so this is 2020, so September 2020, every Tuesday night, I have um, group coaching, and last week was my first time, and it went really well, and this time coming up, I have some people signed up, so I'm really happy about that. It's great. And, it's uh, really reasonable, too. I think per session is $25, is that right? $25, $25. Okay. It's just to get, it's just to get you exposed to coaching and to get exposed to my personality and then eventually, like when we get out of COVID, I would love to have like um, an audience, a live audience, like 100, 200 people. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really great. You, you, I, that would be so fun to do, something like that. Oh my God. It would be so much fun. Yeah. It would be so much fun. And I'm going to, if that were to happen, I would need so much help. But yeah. Well, you definitely have a presence. And one of the things I want to mention, and maybe you can talk about this for people who are looking for coaches, that um, it's important who you, who you, to, to trust your instincts when you're connecting with somebody and to interview coaches before you commit, right? I, I mean, what, what advice would you give somebody? I mean, obviously, the more clients you get, the better, but, but they got to be right fit clients. So what would you recommend to somebody who is looking for a coach? in terms of finding a, a good fit or some questions they might ask? To me, I'm going to talk about the client first. Um, you have to be teachable. You have to be open-minded and teachable, meaning that there's no point in us getting together if you already know all the answers. Mm-hmm. So that's my point of my people that I want to work with are seekers, they're looking for help. They're looking for change. They're ready. They're, they're ready to take some action. Um, you know, change is not easy. Change is not for the weak. And so um, as far as getting a coach, a coach does not right at this moment need to be certified. But I do believe it's nice to have a coach that has been certified. Tell me why. Look- Give me, like, tell, let's, uh, talk about that a little bit because I think a lot of people aren't aware of, of what it means to be certified as a coach. Well, that means I went to a pretty intense coaching program and um, called IPEC. We just learned a lot more of that. We're not therapists. We're not mentors. I'm not a consultant. The, the whole idea of coaching is I, we believe, I believe that all the ideas are already inside you. So I don't tell you what to do. Um, so, so I would look for a coach who is similar to you, who has the same values as you, who 
when you look at their website or you talk to them, most coaches will give you a free 15, half hour, hour, just what some people call discovery session. So um, just to see if you resonate with the person. And don't be afraid to call more than one and to, to interview several. And if some things are very important to you, if faith is important to you, then find someone who talks about faith. If spirituality is, if that's important to you, don't discard it. You know, don't that's say, don't say. You know what I mean? There are, there are coaches that maybe they don't focus in spirituality, but they, they would, would allow the discussion on spirituality. There'll be other coaches who don't want to talk about it. So if that's important to you, okay, if it's important to you that the coach worked in your specific field, that narrows it down too. We say, like as coaches, we say we don't have to know that it, the, the exact experience that you have because we're just pulling the information out from you. But for some people, it's nice to have, oh, yeah, and then, oh, yeah, and that, oh, yeah, and then I know now you have to do that process, and then you have to do that process. So it's, it's kind of nice. Or you so get the particular write, subculture within an organization, you know, if it was, mm -hmm. whether it was accounting or, mm -hmm. you know, IT specific or something like that, it could really be abuse from a professional mm -hmm. standpoint. But the bottom line is, do you click? Mm -hmm. Do you find this person trustworthy that they're going to keep a confidence and not tell anybody anything that you said? And you're going to want to follow them. You look at where they are and you want to get there or you want something they have. If not, then keep looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super helpful. Uh, I think uh, I think everyone could benefit from coaching, and I think it's you know to your point earlier about not doing it alone. It's really important to get your ideas out to someone um, who can challenge you, or even just having an ear to listen can help you figure out the thorny challenges you're facing. And so I think. You know, not all of us have people in our lives who can do that for us. Either they're too close to us or they're too involved. They don't have the experience. Um, and that's where the coaching really comes in, I think, is, is, is having that ear, experienced ear, that will provide the challenge and the trust to support you through a change that you're trying to make. Yeah, in addition to that, my focus is you. If you're talking to your friends or your family, um, they may have different fears. So they may say, oh, don't do that. Oh, my gosh. Don't, don't do that. And if you talk to me, I'm going to say, okay, let's, let's look at the pros and cons. How much energy are you willing to put into this? You know, we're going we're gonna to work through it. So I think it's really helpful to talk to a neutral party. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Want to ask you a little bit about? Um, let's see. Um, what are some of the tools or processes you've developed in your work um, that help you achieve your own goals? And and so I know that you know going into coaching was a was a career change for you, and and you went through the coaching certification program, and you've developing you've been developing your your business and your clientele. Um, 
were there any tools or processes that you had to develop that, that helped you through that? Because it's hard to, to change careers and it's hard to start a new endeavor. And certainly building a business is, is a lot of things, but easy is not one of them. Um, so I'd love your thoughts on, on tools, tools and processes. I'm a, I'm a big believer in masterminds. So I was, I created and was involved in two different masterminds so far. Mastermind is from Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And um, he talks about, which I believe like the synergy, even the two of us talking right now, the synergy of two of our brains, we could come up with more ideas than each of us could separately. And so I liked the accountability of that. We would get, I would get together with other professional coaches and we would talk about what we're struggling with, what we need help with, and our, and celebrate, celebrate. We'd have celebrations. And then um, I have a coach. I have a business coach. I think that all coaches need a coach. So that's another question your clients could ask um, the people they're interviewing. Do you have a coach? Mm-hmm. And um, the two big things that you said that I had to develop that I had to develop to help me keep motivated and to keep um, moving. The other thing that came to mind, in all honesty, is the eyes, my eyes on self. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if I should say this out loud, but I'm just not willing. Like, I watch people on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is really my main social media it just looks like they're running ragged. Like they're yeah. constantly doing stuff and, and they're talking about how much money they make. And it's like, God, that looks exhausting. It's not what I want. So, um, I, um, eyes on self. So since, so then sometimes I'll go on there and I go, Oh, well I was supposed to do that. If I don't follow up on an assignment, yeah, I was supposed to do that. I didn't do it. And, um, Gosh, look how, you know, I really need to make all the, all people talk about it. Six figures, six figures, six figures. And I'm just like, okay, stop. So I'm getting pressured. I have to, I have to pay attention. Eyes on self. I have to pay, stop getting pressured by other people. External pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I should. So I'm not a success if I'm, unless I make six figures. I disagree with that. And I think that's, that's just such a key part of both defining values and understanding who you are is mm-hmm. what is important to you and how can you navigate through all of that noise? It's the same with the digital marketing world. There's a lot of benefit to some of the structure that's been set up for how to create a funnel and how to bring leads into your business and how to convert them and, and all of this. And to me, that's exhausting. And I want to connect with people on a different level. So my definition of success is different than that. And, and that's what I'm hearing you say, yeah, too. And I don't what is your definition? Say, well, you can hire a VA. Well, then I don't want a VA responding to my LinkedIn posts or someone that contacts me on LinkedIn. They're not, he or she's not going to say what, they're not going to have my essence. And then, like, on LinkedIn right now, I get flooded with people asking me to, they want to help me get a six-figure business. And you can tell it's just a copy and paste. And I, that's not who I want to be. So as the business grows, I really do think that, and I want to tell your listeners too, success on my own definition, not, really? not someone else's definition. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, so I am a coach. I'm a certified coach. I have clients. I get paid. I'm a coach. And you are in so business. Yeah. I'm in business. I have, yep. my, I have a website and everything. So do I need to do this and then do this and then do this and then do this? It's like, whoa. It just seems like you're telling people to get out of the corporate world that's too crazy, but you're going crazy on some of the really popular people that are on LinkedIn right now. I'm like, yeah. oh gosh, again, again, again. Like I just heard the other pretty – pretty famous guy on LinkedIn posts like five times a day. Well, he probably has a VA that does it. He probably has people, I mean, he's making tons of money. So he probably has someone that does it for him. I don't want to do that today, right today. Yep. Um, unless I have this person that says, gets me, knows what I would, you know, that really knows yeah. my snark, my snarkiness and what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> the Joan effect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I feel I've considered too, like from a content perspective, we're flooded with information already. So, and, and for those people who, who want to post five times a day, there's, this isn't throwing any shade on them. It's just for me and, and for others, it may not be sustainable right now, nor necessary. So I think, I think, you know, that's, that would be a takeaway from this podcast that I would want people to understand is again, like you said, define success on your terms and then, and then adjust it as things change. If, if more money comes in and you want to expand your business, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to, to more money. Right. Right. And my hand, my hands are open and ready to receive. And I think but, also um, for coaches, what I'd like to, you know, we've had conversations about this and people expect a certain you know, there's so much free information out there to, to get good coaching. You have to pay, I mean, you don't have to pay for it, but it's worth the cost to pay for good coaching and, and you don't need to do it longer than, than you actually need it. Like it doesn't need to be forever, mm -hmm. but if you're trying to make a change in your life, find somebody good and be willing to pay them their rate. They, they, you know, they have done a lot of work to be able to provide the service mm -hmm. that moves you forward. And, you know, it's hard to put a, you know, monetary figure on the benefit of that on, on the coachee. But I just think that you can't expect to get really good advice like that for cheap. Um, so I just think it's important to, from, you know, being a coach myself, an uncertified coach, but also working in the business and understanding what it takes to, to get there. It's a lot of work and energy and, and knowledge that comes into play to guide. And it's a lot of paying attention to little cues and clues from the cli each client different um, from each other to tailor a solution or, or pull out the solution. So um, do you have any more and, thoughts you'd like to include on that? Well, and all the life experience that I have. Right. So I'm not young. I'm not young, so I have lived, I've had my knees scraped and band-aids many times. So all that experience, all my time being a supervisor, all my 15 years being manager, managing people, training people, coaching people, you know, it's all that that you're getting, not just this one hour in time right now. It's a yep. continuum. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um. We're getting close to the end of our hour and, you know, obviously we'll have another conversation at some point soon, but
but um, tell me a little bit about what you do to stay healthy as you go through this process of building your business and, and becoming a grandma and, and everything else that's in your life right now. Oh my gosh. Um, was this ad approved by the, was this question approved by the uh, candidate? It was um, not. I should have said, <laughs> I added this today. <laughs> so a little curveball for you, but I know that you've thought about and, and have, um, you know, we've talked about health before and, and what it's meant. And so answer to the, to the level that you're comfortable with. But it's one of the things that I believe in in the workbench is how can we choose health for ourselves, whether it's financial, physical, mental, exercise, any of, any of the things that we like to attend to in our bodies and our families. Um, so whatever that means to you, what does choosing health mean to you and how do you, what do you do to do that? Knowing that nothing's perfect and we don't always. Right. Yeah. And, and imperfection is encouraged. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> um, I hate to even tell you what I'm doing right now because it's not normal. But what I'm doing right now is, first of all, I think I just want to tell you and your listeners that I suffer from depression. So there are times when I literally cannot do much. And people are always like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. So I've had kind of a tough year, even before I lost my job in August of last year. Um, I had a brother and a sister pass away in April. And there were just other things that were happening. And sometimes I just have to take care of myself and just do nothing. So it's almost like I, could, I can answer it in reverse. What I do to beat myself up and to harm myself is um, food and sugar, excess food and excess sugar, and lack of exercise. They are my go-to, um, they're not even comforts, they're, they're like total like self-flagellation, you know? So just very recently, I hired a yoga teacher. And so I take yoga twice a week, I put, my, I put my computer on the ground and then I put my mat in front of it and she tells me what to do and it's just me and the teacher and, that, and I told her all I want to do is stretch because I feel like I brought down from Northern California a recliner chair that I got from somebody and I'm so afraid I'm becoming that recliner. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, might not, I might not be able to get out of that thing someday. <laughs> and so... Um, and then a friend asked me if I wanted to go hiking. So I've been hiking two times a week. And so in the past couple weeks, I've been doing yoga and hiking and walking. And today I walked at the beach and then I swam like maybe so 10 nice. minutes. And maybe 10 minutes. I just wanted to feel it. I just, oh my God, I just love the ocean. It's so rejuvenating. Um, in normal times, I love to swim laps in a pool that's that's my go-to that's my like zen moment like no one's talking to me no one's touching me no one's asking me any questions it's just me and that lane that marker at the bottom of the pool and just boom 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 that's really my go-to exercise and i just hired a um therapist a counselor that specializes in food so you you're taking a lot of steps to address the 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 dark areas that might take you down and you know i think that is 
both courageous and impressive because it's so easy to just put that on the back burner when life is happening. So um, sounds sounds like you you know your weaknesses and are are getting the support you need with them. And yeah, and then and then that goes on for a while, and then for some reason I'll stop it. Yeah, and then you know I'll go into the dark darkness. I'll let the darkness pull me in. So um, and it just feels so good. Like just the two three weeks I've been doing this, I just feel so much better. Yeah. Mentally, you know, they say, yeah. they say that when you have depression, that um, exercising is really good. But when you're in the throes, when it has its claws on you, you, you don't really have an option. You can't even imagine doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's true. And I think people who haven't suffered from that don't understand that mm-hmm. that's how it works. Like, yeah, of course it would make sense for you to, to get up and get out, but, but it's not, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's like someone who has been perpetually thin, you know, or, or no matter what size they are, they just never worried about eating. They're just like, well, then don't eat it. Yeah. 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 I well, mean, your honesty really- is, is so appreciated because I think it's really, it can be really difficult to share these types of things with, with others. And, but, but we can't get the help we need without understanding that we're not alone in our challenges and struggles. So thank you for, for being willing to be so honest with our audience about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anyone, if anyone listening to this has any issue with food or depression um, and any, and many other things, just give me a call. Okay. And we'll just, you know, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to include um, so, some of the things we talked about in the show notes before we close for today. Do you have a song that you'd like to include on a future workbench playlist? Anything that gets you up and happy or motivated or. Okay. Now that's a different story. Okay. Then I'm going to give you two songs. Give me two songs. Um, the first song that came to mind is kind of what I tell my clients. It's Marvin Gaye and he's, and he's singing and he says, one of the lines is talk to me so you can see what's going on. Okay. Uh-huh. And, um, say the truth. I don't know what the song name of the song is. I think but, it's what's um, going on. Yeah. Oh, is it what's yeah, going yeah, on? What's yeah. going on? Right. Yeah. 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 So I always like, like we think, we think that we can think our way out of this. And it was as far back as Einstein who said that the brain that caused the problem cannot solve the problem. So we need to talk to somebody else to just go, just, even to speak it out loud to somebody else. So he says in that song, talk to me so you can see what's going on. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I have so many, many songs that I like. <laughs> Bruno Mars comes to mind. Bruno Mars comes to mind. I'm seeing if my phone is over here. And then maybe my go-to is, which I should listen to today, is um, Natalie Merchant. Um, Wonder. Okay. Do you know Natalie Merchant Wonder? I don't think I know that song. You want me to play it for you? I'll I'll listen to <laughs> it. Um, yeah, afterwards, definitely. But she just talks about you're a wonder. You were here for you. You've been put here for a reason, and and you confuse people. At one point, she says um, she talks in the eye. So she says, "I astound you." And confound you. Yeah, because I'm not like you. I'm different. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing the normal nine to five. 
I have ideas, I have crazy thoughts that, that are exciting. Yeah, so Natalie Merchant, I'm gonna, I'll send you uh, a clip on it. Okay, it's, that'd it's be fantastic. great. That'd be great. Yeah. I'll include those in the, in the um, show notes too. Mm-hmm. And then I love Bruno Mars. Um, you don't think I can do it? Just watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, well, you don't believe me? Just watch. Just watch. You don't watch. believe me? Just watch. Yep. Yeah. And um, so. Great. Any final thoughts um, before we close? Where can we find you on social media or uh, give us your website address? My website is joanclang.com, J-O-A-N-K-L-I-N-G.com. A lot of people forget the L. Um, and then LinkedIn. Really, LinkedIn. I have Facebook. I have Facebook. I have Instagram. I have Twitter. I don't really go on them. I, if I'm posting something and it says it will automatically post, like LinkedIn will automatically post to Twitter, I'll click the box. Yeah. But I don't, ever, I don't really ever go on there. But LinkedIn um, do you go to? Yeah, LinkedIn okay. really is my go-to. And that's where I've gotten several clients from LinkedIn. So, um, you do some good LinkedIn videos too. Yeah. I've done a few I of those. I have done, and I need to get back my business coach. I'm going to meet with him this Wednesday. I'm supposed to be doing many, many, many more than I'm doing. But, yeah, I'd like to tell this. Someone else, another podcast I was on, they said, you know, what's the takeaway? What's your takeaway? And so I found myself telling this story, and I might, like, have it as my signature closing. You let me know what you think. But it's basically called just get the passport. So are you smiling? Cause I already told you this story. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear it. Okay. So I love telling stories. People love hearing stories. 10 years ago or so I unfortunately accidentally saw this movie called taken. And if you've ever, if you haven't seen taken and you have, I've never wanted to watch it. No, I don't watch it. Just don't, just don't watch it. Just don't do it. And so it's about these young girls that go to Europe for vacation, get literally get taken. And of course, Liam Neeson, you know, saves the world and all this. But, um, I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even know that kind of stuff happened. I didn't even, and I don't, I mean, like, I was so freaked out. So very shortly after that, my daughter says to me, um, hey, my friend and I are going to go backpack Europe. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a 17-year-old son about ready to right. graduate, so uh-huh. I totally know uh-huh. how you must be uh-huh. have felt. <laughs> Well, maybe if it was 17 or 18, I would say, you know, but she was like 25 or 26. I'm like, oh my, out of college. So I said, all I can think of is that damn movie Taken. And I go, that sounds, that sounds like a great idea. That's going to be so much fun. Because I, I try as much as I can as, an infa- as a fallible parent um, to not make my fears their fears. So... Um, So as the time approaches, I'm thinking, well, I don't have the money to go to Europe, but I'm going to need a passport. If something happens like this taken 
fucking thing. I'm going to have to get over there. So I, I need a passport. So I just got my passport with absolutely no intention of ever going over there. And um, she really wanted me to come visit her. And I said, I, I just don't think I can swing it. And I had just, this was the first um, time I had gotten, a, I had submitted a tax return by myself since I got divorced. It was the first full year of just Jones income. And I really wasn't sure if I was going to get slammed. I had no idea. So, so the tax return comes and it's huge. So I already had my passport. So then I thought, well, how much is a ticket to, to Rome? I flew to Rome. And again, this was 10 years ago, but maybe now in COVID, you probably get, still get the same prices, but I, mean, I had no idea what to expect. And I got a round trip ticket for $500. <laughs> That's awesome. Right? So I ended up going to, Europe, going to Rome. We went to several, several cities in Italy, which is, which is just priceless. Priceless. Yep. So the point, the point of the story is, metaphorically speaking, Get your passport. Just get the passport. Just get the passport. Just get the one thing. Okay. You want to get you want to get a college degree? Just take one class. Just take one action. And people say that luck is when opportunity and preparation cross paths. Mm -hmm. And so, just prepare as if it's going to be true. And so, again, get the passport. Love it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for your time today. It's been great, great as usual talking. Thank you. Thank you. Good, always good to talk to you. And I can see you right now, but the people listening won't be able to see you. Yep. And um, yeah, uh, stay cool. Yep, you too. You too. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you know when this airs. And um, yeah, thanks again. We will, we will talk again soon. And to my listeners, until next time. Take okay. care. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us today at the workbench. We welcome your comments and would love to hear what you're in the process of building. Look us up at ChristinaA.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-A-U.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can help us with our build by subscribing, sharing, and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We aim to stir the pot and inspire you for the next big thing you want to build or create. We look forward to seeing you next time.